0: The Job Clinic, with Leeds Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer, and other unusual careers in the NHS. Hello, I'm Caroline Burden, and welcome to Episode 8 of The Job Clinic. Now, this week, we are going to dive behind the job of Anna de Sommer. Uh, so let's start off then. Anna, what is your job title, please?
1: I am a trainee pharmaceutical scientist at Leeds
0: Teaching Hospitals. I mean, it sounds like a very impressive job title. Um, it sounds what do, like it, doesn't it? Yeah. What does it mean? What do you do?
1: Um, so for now, I'm a trainee, but, um, I qualify to be a, um, pharmaceutical scientist. We like to think of it as kind of like the pharmacy police, um, because we go and look at all the documentation behind how medicines have been prepared and given to patients and what rules and regulations have been followed. And we like to find the errors and then, um, basically fix them, solve whatever issues and make sure that everyth- everybody's safe, including the users or um, all of our operators, whoever works behind the scenes um, and obviously patients um, who are our top priority. But yeah, the pharmacy police. I
0: love that way of thinking. I love it. <laughs> um, so do you work on literally all different types of medicines?
1: Yeah, so mainly we deal with IV so intravenous injections like chemotherapy drugs mainly um, we work with some uh, monoclonal antibodies they're used for like inflammations and stuff like rheumatoid arthritis that, that sort of thing and antibiotics um, the problem with those drugs is that obviously they go straight to the person's bloodstream and so they bypass all of the body's defences so they need to be extra sterile and you need to be up- absolutely sure that they are very safe to be injected because the patient will not have any protection against any organisms that may be found in there. Um, So these drugs come as powders into the NHS and then they need to be reconstituted. So that means you just add water for injection or whatever else. But we do that in a basically sterile environment behind the scenes So we work in clean rooms. And the problem with that is that nurses and doctors could do that on the ward but that would be quite dangerous for the patients because nurses are rushed off their feet and they don't work in clean rooms anyway so there's a much much higher chance of contamination Um, but some of those products are really dangerous for for the nurses and the doctors handling them anyway if you think of chemotherapy drugs they are designed to kill cells so you really don't want any contamination on any person.
0: I've never really thought before about the the preparation of the drugs. You know, by the time it comes to a patient, it's all done, isn't it? Um, Yeah,
1: I never heard of this job. Um, We also... With things like tablets or like suspensions, you know, like things that you drink out of a bottle essentially, they come into the NHS, so they get prepared by somebody else, by some company. And then when they come in, often we uh overlabel them. So that means that the hospital just puts a sticker on them saying, Oh, somebody has checked them. This pack contains what you're expecting and it is safe. And we do things like sometimes if they come from a foreign country, we make sure the leaflet for the patient inside is in English and it's readable and um, basically we just check them it's very easy Um, but we do spot errors from time to time Um, and that really just means that the patient gets top quality the safest medications there could be and we're very thorough with that.
0: So what sort of things have you stopped you know in your checking you've gone no well, this isn't right
1: well you find things like maybe some solutions have leaked outside the bottles and so well you don't want to give that to the patients because you don't know what could be causing it also if something can come out of the bottle that means that something can go into the bottle so that means that you cannot be assured that the contents of that bottle were sterile. Um, Sometimes you just see like documentation errors. That's those are the most common things, to be fair. Um, or very common. We call them picking errors. So that means that like um, when the medications come in, they get put on a shelf in the warehouse. Um, when they get picked. To like be dispensed or given to the patient or sent to the pharmacy. Um, the wrong medication gets picked by accident because maybe they look very similar, they've got very similar names. So yeah, we, we check to make sure that the right thing was picked in the first place. But also like they've all got different batch numbers on the on the medication boxes. So we make sure that you've picked the right batch number and the problem with that is it 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 seems really really trivial like what does it matter like it's a it's a digit on a box like they're all meant to be the same and they're all meant to be really safe which is true the problem is that if you get a recall so if the manufacturer comes out saying oh we've noticed that we've had a problem in our factory and all of this batch number is completely to be discarded it's terrible it cannot be used you need to be able to know which batch numbers you had in your department in your pharmacy and which batch numbers went to which patients so you can follow them up you can recall them if you need and that's really really important
0: i never knew that that you traced specifically which batch number of medicine went to which patient
1: yeah it makes
0: sense it makes
1: sense but it's completely tedious and it's it's very very specific job and it's very detail-oriented i love it like don't get me wrong i absolutely love it it Really clicks with my brain, um, but I understand that it's not everybody's like cup of tea. Um, but it's there's just so much that you you don't realize because you just go to the pharmacy, you pick up your box of prescription medication, you're like, all right, that's fine. But actually, the number of people who looked at that box and picked it up and made sure there were no errors, that made sure that it was completed the right way, it was picked right, the label is right, you can read it, you can understand it. On our end, um, at the kind of like warehouse for the NHS where we get them in, we get at least three different people checking them before we send them out to the pharmacy. I would assume there's another like two or three people checking them at the pharmacy, and then there will be another at least three people on the manufacturer's end checking them. But then there's a lot more that goes on in there as well because um, drugs are often manufactured and packaged at different locations, even different locations around the world. So they'll have to travel. Um, so you'll probably get somebody like quality checking the actual tablets and then checking the blister packs and then checking the the box and checking the information leaflets at all different stages. Um, so it's, it's really, really interesting. It's completely behind the scenes. It's the sort of thing that you have no idea until you've been in it.
0: So what do you think then, like 10, 15 people reasonably could have checked your medicine before you received it? I really
1: hope so. I have no idea what goes on like before our stage, but I really hope so. At least like another, yeah, another like three people before before it gets to us. But I have no idea. I can't say, but I really hope so.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's really fascinating. So how did you find out about this job? What made you head for this?
1: So I did a degree in pharmacology in Scotland, uh, the University of Aberdeen. Um, And in my last year, it was just like browsing the web, I suppose. I eventually I just found it and I was like, oh, scientist training program. That sounds fun. That sounds like something I could do. But I had no idea what the job was. There was no information anywhere. Um, like none at all so I basically applied completely blinded like blindfolded I had no idea where I was applying to like it was completely out of luck that I started the job and I liked it because uh, it very well could have been so completely out of luck, but it's it's a really really good opportunity though because it sets you up for a career. Because my program is three years, and then after three years you qualify as a pharmaceutical scientist. But obviously the trust where you've trained for three years want to keep you there. That's why they train you, and that's why they put so many like resources and time into your training um so essentially it sets you up for a career and they support your development and they support your growth and you can very much focus on whichever aspect of your job you prefer and
0: kind of like stick to it and then see it grow over time. Such a good opportunity. It really sounds it. Uh, What I'll do is we'll pop some information about the STP in our show notes if you want to find out more about that. Uh, Thank you so much for chatting to us this week, Anna. Um, On next week's episode, we catch up with Sue Watts, who has a really interesting job title that I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what it means. She is a highly specialist clinical physiologist. We'll find out exactly what that's about next week. So make sure you don't miss it though. Do go and click follow on the podcast and that way it will automatically pop up for you when it's released. The Job Clinic with Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer and other unusual careers in the NHS. The Job Clinic is an under the mast audio production.